Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And we are back for a bye week slash trade deadline edition of the Believe in 49ers podcast presented by the Believe Podcast Network and Bet Online. I am your host, Tommy Call the Third. You can follow me on Twitter at Tommy underscore III. That is triple I for the third. You can catch all of my written work about the 49ers via USA Today's Niners Wire. And there are quite a few new posts up on there about the newest member of the San Francisco 49ers, Chase Young. This is the scouting Chase Young edition of Believe in 49ers here with me, Tommy Call. But before we get into all of that, we got to say a big thank you to our sponsor, Bet online the last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling and college basketball i'm wearing my kentucky shirt right now is ready to go as well bet online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests nfl college football ufc and nhl are all in full swing bet online is your number one source for wagering news odds trends and predictions all the hoops betting action along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time head to bet online today and remember to use our promo code believe for your 50 percent off welcome bonus on your first deposit 50 percent, not 50 percent off bet online where the game starts shout out to bet online those are the people right there but quickly let's get a rundown on what we're going to be talking about on the podcast today and it is simple the chase young trade we're also going to tease a little bit on what to watch this weekend with the 49ers in a bye week saturday and sunday we got you covered here but let's just get into it let's get down to business on believe in 49ers during the 49ers bye week, the NFL trade deadline was on Tuesday, the day after Halloween. While you're eating your candy, ravaging through your kids' candy from the night before, John Lynch pushed, pushed all his chips in to the table and got involved with a splash trade. Blockbuster? Do we count that a blockbuster? If it deserves the blockbuster tag, it kind of feels like it needs to have two players, two big name players. That reminds me more of an NBA thing. So we're just going to call it a splash trade, not a blockbuster. But if you want to go blockbuster, I'm not here to stop stop you. Shout out blockbuster. Loved going there as a kid. Anyways, the 49ers acquired the former number two overall pick, Chase Young, from the Washington Commanders for a compensatory third round pick. Before we talk about the player, which we'll get into shortly, let's just talk about the philosophy and the idea of the trade. What was what I think was going through John Lynch and the 49ers front office heads when the availability of Chase Young, let's say, started to you know come come to grasp here. Why do we think the 49ers made that trade? And I think a lot of you people who are listening to this right now might just be screaming and say, well, it's because the 49ers need a better pass rush. The pass rush has not been there 
And that's been on display during this three-game losing skid. And I agree with you, but I would say right now the weakest unit on this team feels to me is the secondary. I feel like the secondary for the San Francisco 49ers is not good right now. Hasn't been that great this season. However, this move, as much as it's going to impact the pass rush, I think it was done to help the secondary. Without a pass rush, the secondary has been exposed, and it's given guys like Joe Burrow and Kirk Cousins time to slice and dice that secondary. And while Nick Bosa isn't putting up the sack numbers, he's still been elite in terms of causing havoc in the trenches and getting pressure on the quarterback. According to Pro Football Focus, our friends over there, Bosa is third in QB pressures and first in QB hits. So he's right there for most of the time. And it seems like it's only a matter before those sack numbers start to climb. And there's a chance that Lynch and company surveyed the secondary market and didn't want to pay the price on a Jalen Johnson or Rizal Douglas from, from Green Bay, who was sent to the Buffalo Bills at the deadline. So the addition of Chase Young helps the 49ers pass rush while adding some fuel to their secondary that desperately needs it. Hopefully creating pressure up front takes pressure off the back end of the 49ers defense that has been cut up over the last two weeks. And now, you know, let's talk a little bit about the cost and the smart business of John Lynch. We're moving quick here, people. The 49ers are sending the third round comp pick to the commanders. And it's either going to be one of the picks that they, they will gain after losing Rand Carthen to the Tennessee Titans or D'Amico Ryans to the Houston Texans in the last offseason. They will gain comp picks for losing those two. And while Young is heading towards unrestricted free agency, and you're going, Tommy, do we want to pay a guy like Chase Young? How much is it going to cost to pay him? Something we don't necessarily have to worry about right now because the 49ers gave up such minimal assets for a team that isn't rebuilding. They are going for it. Do not worry about those picks, especially second-day picks right now. This team is going for it. And that is what you want from your general manager. That is what you want from your team. All the teams that stand pat right now that are in the playoff race in a Super Bowl run potentially are doing podcasts like this about our team didn't do anything. The 49ers got better and the other teams did got, you know, stayed pat. And I think this is a move you want to see. You want to see aggressive general managers at the trade deadline. Especially when the chance of playing in a Super Bowl is on the table. If it doesn't work for the San Francisco 49ers and Young. The 49ers will receive another comp pick. And if he walks and signs a deal in free agency, it's a win-win on paper because they'll gain that comp pick back. Or potentially they could sign him. He thrives over the next the second half of the season and wants to stay alongside his former college teammate Nick Bosa and build on what has already started after this trade with the 49ers. His job playing alongside Javon Hargrave, Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead might have just got a lot easier. When a division rival like the Seattle Seahawks add, you know, a nasty interior defensive presence like Leonard Williams at the trade deadline, this helps match that. And while I don't, you know, always think it's apples to oranges towards every team, it's hard to compare moves. But kudos to John Lynch. He deserves some very well-deserved credit. You know, we love to jump on him for, you know, the Trey Lance thing. And it's easy to criticize any type of general manager at this stage. But you have to give him some well-deserved credit because of how just aggressive he is. And I feel like 
being a part of a fan base that is trying to win, this is what you want. And you look at, you know, other teams that sat back and you're saying right now, the 49ers, while they are sitting on a three-game losing streak, they got better during the bye week. You know, and I love just how aggressive Lynch has been, whether it's, you know, Christian McCaffrey, Emmanuel Sanders, you think of Trent Williams, who they got from the commanders for basically pennies on the dollar. A lot of smooth moves John Lynch has on his resume at this point in his career, and he deserves a pat on the back. Now, what are the 49ers getting in Chase Young? Because I think, obviously, if you've watched football, you hear the name, you remember the number two overall pick in the draft. I remember him as an Ohio State Buckeye playing next to Nick Bosa. But at the same time, it hasn't been there yet at the NFL level. So I don't want to, you know, gauge the hype because I do think it was a solid move. I think there also just needs to be a little bit of expectations. And we'll talk about what Chase Young's done on the field and why, you know, I don't want to say I'm hesitant to applaud the move because I'm that's what I'm doing here. I think the move was a good move. Let's get that, you know, in clear writing. Um, I just think, you know, maybe Chase Young isn't the, that number two overall pick that, you know, I don't think he's Nick Bosa 2.0, but he could be because the potential's there. And let's talk about it. So let's start with the youth. It feels like he was just drafted out of Ohio State in 2020 with the number overall two overall pick by the Washington Commanders. This guy has a ton of juice in the tank still. He is playing for that big contract. He wants to sign a fat deal. He has all the incentive to in the world to rack up sack numbers, play well, because he's trying to get paid trying to get that second contract with whether it's the 49ers or just in the NFL in general. You know, like I said, I remember him with the Ohio State Buckeyes and he was ultra disruptive. The thing that stands out to me is that Big Ten championship game where he had three sacks against Northwestern and completely destroyed that game. And if you think about how good he was in college, let's just put this into perspective. When the commanders were on the clock, they needed a quarterback, but they opted for Chase Young over Tua and Justin Herbert, those both of those players went after Chase Young was drafted. Um, that's just how good of a prospect he was at Ohio State, widely considered maybe the best prospect in the draft over guys like Joe Joe Burrow. You know, at, at Ohio State, Chase Young was teammates with Nick Bosa, his current teammate with the 49ers. During that time, as teammates, they racked up 174 quarterback pressures, 42 sacks in two seasons. It was not only one of the best pass-dressing duos in college football, if not the best, and now it has a chance to be that good at the NFL level. Speaking of NFL, Young wasted no time making an impression in the league, winning Defensive Rookie of the Year and making the Pro Bowl in 2020. I think that's where you get really excited about Chase Young because he made an impact right away. Looked like an elite star pass rusher, a foundational piece for Washington. However, injuries that included a torn ACL hampered his next two years. And before returning to full form, yes, in a contract year this year, but it's looked like a player. He's looked like the player many expected him to be. He seemed bouncy. He seemed explosive this season, and he's moving with fluidity. As a pass rusher, his first stint with the commanders might have been his, sorry, his first stint to this season might have been his best. He's already generated 38 quarterback pressures this season. He's creating pressures at a 16.2% rate, pass rush rate, 
Young has six sacks, which would currently lead the 49ers. He's currently has a 74.4 overall grade with PFF and a 79.7 pass rush grade. He has bend. He has speed. But the thing I like about him the most is he's got that raw power. He can run through an offensive tackle. He can force some of the best offensive tackles off their anchor. And the speed kind of helps him win to the outside. He's never been an amazing run defender by every means, but playing next to Javon Hargrave and Eric Armstead will help that tremendously. And on top of that, you're going to get to pick and choose who Nick Bosa goes up against, who Chase Young goes against, who would you rather have on the edge? You know, this is this is going to be one of the best guys that Nick Bosa's ever played alongside. Randy Gregory was a nice little addition, a nice little swing. I'm not ready to call it a miss, but he's not Chase Young. Drake, Jask- ja- Drake Jackson, who we had a lot of hype about early in the season after his impression in Pittsburgh, he's not Chase Young. This is an elite caliber prospect. And I still think we can almost call him a prospect because it's hard to figure out who he is at the NFL level so far. We've seen the injuries and that's impacted him, but at full health, he's really been something. He's really been quite the handle, quite the menace. And, you know, I think the expectations should be tempered. He has been underwhelming at times, but it's still a young career. And he's going to garner a ton of hype and rightfully so. But there's been something missing. And maybe that's just coming off injuries. Maybe that's the disaster that's been the Washington Commanders. The 49ers, obviously, with Trent Williams, have had a lot of success plucking guys from the Commanders. But there's a reason they don't. They wanted to trade him and they wanted to pay, don't want to pay him. But would you rather bet on them making a mistake or John Lynch making a mistake? So now it's up to the 49ers and Chris Kosarek specifically, who's a great coach to figure him out and unlock the potential that is very much there and if they do we are adamantly talking about one of the best pass rushes in the nfl right away with chase young and nick bosa on the outside especially next to javon hargrave who is you know one of the highest paid defensive players eric armstead who obviously we know is no slouch by any standard i mean that defense that front four is as good as it gets at the nfl level And now there comes a significant expectation because if they go out in Jacksonville coming off the bye and the pass rush isn't there and there isn't a couple sacks and there's not, they're not pressuring Trevor Lawrence at the rate you'd expect the criticisms rightfully deserved, you know, Nick Bosa has had a ton of criticism, but let's just say this guy's been one of the better, you know, this guy's been one of the better pass rushers, defensive, you know, edges in the league so far this season. Um, so the sacks, like we talked about earlier, are gonna be there for him. And Chase Young, I feel like, helps that, and it takes that pressure off the secondary. Um, and that's gonna do it for our little Chase Young breakdown. I'm excited to see what this looks like. I'm excited to see what number he picks. I don't know why I'm, I'm into that type of thing personally. Um, so I'm excited to see where this goes. I think it's a very, you know, I, I would grade this. Let's put a grade on it. I think it's a B plus move. I think, it, I don't know what, no, it's an A. I need to stop being so critical. It's an A move because there's really no risk to it. I'm obviously, we've talked about a ton in NFL draft. 
guy. I love the draft. So giving up picks to me is always something that I'd rather keep a little bit tight, but they didn't really give up anything. They're going to get it back in tenfold. And uh, yeah, so I think it's just a win-win move and we're going to give it an A. And before we get out of here on Believe in 49ers today, I'll talk a little bit about what to watch this weekend because you don't have any 49ers football. So let's go with, before we get to the NFL, we have a stacked, a nice little day of college football on Saturday to get you ready for the draft. You got Georgia versus Missouri. Georgia's really first test of the season, you could say. LSU versus Bama, one of the best rivalries in college football. And then the main event, the finale. A game I've looked forward to all season long because two of my favorite quarterbacks in the game, Washington versus USC, one of the most highly anticipated contests of the season. One you know I'm excited about. You've heard me talk a ton about Caleb Williams and Michael Penix. Roma Dunze, Jalen Polk, they'll all be on display. This is the one to watch. I feel like we're going to get some fireworks on Saturday night at the Coliseum. I'm bummed I'm not going to be there. You also got Oregon State versus Colorado and the nightcap in the Pac-12. You know, moving forward to Sunday, a stacked, stacked day of football, starting with the Fens and Tyreek's revenge game against the Chiefs in the morning. 6.30 a.m. wake-up call on the West Coast. Are you waking up for it? You going to be up? Because, I mean, that feels like it's got the potential to be, you know, game of the year type of vibes, that high-powered offense with the no-slouch defense from the Kansas City Chiefs. Then you got Seattle versus Baltimore. You know a lot of 49er fans will be rocking that purple camel on Sunday, rooting for Lamar Jackson and the Ravens against Geno Smith. Then you got Cowboys versus Eagles. And roll that right into Bengals versus Bills on Sunday night football. Is this the best NFL weekend of the season? Just in terms of matchups, all of those games could have demanded Sunday night football treatment, you know, game of the week type of treatment. Um, but with the bye week, is there anyone else here who's, you know, wife or partners trying to get them to, you know, hang up the holiday decor already? Take down the holidays, the Halloween stuff, get the holiday stuff up already. I don't know. I you know, just a quick take here. I'm I'm not sure. I, I, I like to wait till December. I think that's what makes the holiday stuff special is waiting, you know, only having it up for a month. You stretch it out a couple months and I don't know. I guess life's too short to, you know, not have the things you enjoy out. But I don't know. I think it's special when it come, rolls out in December. Um, And then if you're just over football, you need to take a break after that three-game losing streak, and you're just waiting till the 49ers are back on the field. You got Warriors versus Cavs on Sunday afternoon, and I'll leave you with a little stat of the day. The Warriors have ripped off 16 straight regular season wins against the Cavs. Isn't that crazy? They, I mean, they have not beaten the Warriors since Christmas in 2016. And then if you're a real degenerate, you got college basketball starting on Monday. Is it the best time of the year? College hoops, NBA, NFL, College football, am I missing anything? EPL soccer, whatever you want. Is it the best time of the year? I think so. And you can wager on all of it with Bet Online. Ooh, a little sneak in, little sneak in sponsor nug right there. We'll be back shortly on Believe in 49ers with a preview 
of the 49ers contest against the Jacksonville Jaguars right here on the Believe Network. Please subscribe to the pod and stay tuned. You could hit me on Twitter if you ever want to talk some ball. You have a take on the player for the NFL draft that I've missed or a good prop bet that you know I love. I will always ride with my Believe in 49ers listeners. Thank you again to our sponsor, Bet Online. And as always, thank you so much for listening to Believe in 49ers. See you soon. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.